We Like Dota is brought to you with the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yale Draven, Ninja Scouts, Samson Magnuson, Arx Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Beandob, Monster, Icebug, Spenguin, Titus Andromedon, Dank, Zynason, Dolly Couch Jeff, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Kruger, Javier Lato Play, Wisp, Zeke, and Strawcab. If you'd like to add your name to the list of patrons, head over to welikedota.com and follow the links to the Patreon. We Like Dota, episode 310, starts now. You choked the jam. I did. I, I, I always do at that point. We should just call them backwards, backwards. Welcome, everyone, to We Like Dota, episode 310. Today, I am your host, Jim, and I am joined by Arian. What's up, Jim? Uh, hello, Internet. What's up, Arian? Uh, it's just the two of us. You okay with that? I'm very okay with that. Man, no one else is showing up. Big fan of uh, podcasting with my boy, Jimmy, you know? No doubt. Uh, hey, guess what? Mm, I don't know. You're coaching again? I am. How did you know? I saw it on the show notes. <laughs> yes, uh, our uh, governor of the state in which I live reopened basketball and high-risk indoor activities. Very cool. Um, and so I'm going to be coaching my daughters in their uh, travel team again. We're starting it up. Got a Wait, this well, week. sorry, travel team? Yeah. Oh, do you not? Yeah, you guys have like actual sports clubs and stuff in Europe. What's a travel team? Okay, so there's like the school team, right? Mm -hmm. Which is run by the school. It's only kids from that school. And a teacher um, gets a little extra money to coach that team. Yeah. Um, then there's travel teams. Well, then there's like municipal recreation teams, which is like the town just runs a league. Okay. Um, everybody gets a t-shirt that says the name of the town on it in a different color and you play. Then... There's travel, which is uh, costs a little bit more money. Not much more. We're a nonprofit associated with a local church. And then you go around and play other uh, travel teams. So it's it's separate from the municipality and separate from the school. So you don't um, play the school or the municipality teams? No. Like the one, the league my kids were in last year, it was, we're associated with the local church. We're not even parishioners, but, you know, whatever. And then you play other local churches. Um uh, it's kind of like a church thing, at least where I live in the United States. And then there's other travel teams that are just like commercial entities that are organized. And like, you know, people like LeBron's son play on a travel team that goes like all over to play. Ours, we just uh, go around central New Jersey and lose all our games. But um, Wait, do you haven't won yet? Last year we didn't win. Aww. Yeah, I think we might this year, but... In any case, the girls uh, are happy. They're they're supportive of one another. They play hard, and nice. uh, my youngest is now joining the team. Um, oh, so you got so, both? You got both kids on one team now. Very cool. yeah, very cool. yeah. I'm very excited. I can't Big wait to basketball family. Yeah, which is weird because like I never played basketball, um, <laughs> but the kids were like, "I like this one." I mean, you can right, live roll in. basketball dreams vicariously through your kids. You know. Yeah, yeah, I had him in the backyard showing him uh, drop steps the other day, so <laughs> we'll be there. 
but it's it's super exciting and I, I can't nice. wait and I'll talk to Sam about because I think like that other team that Sam used to coach or coaches is sort of like a travel team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Usually it's like associated with like being very good at the sport and being big money and stuff. Like certain yes. travel teams can get like shoe contracts and stuff. Mm. Um, not ours. Nice. But it's fun. Well, I actually got some news as well, Jim. I'm now, uh, as you can see as the card I'm holding up to the camera. Now, please don't leak my uh, ID number. Sure. You seeing this, Jim? I'm Is now... that a driver's license? No, no, no. I, I haven't started my driver's license, actually. I'm now officially uh, enrolled in university. This is oh, my congratulations. Thank you, thank you. I'm very excited. Little, little boys all grown up. Yeah, kind of. It's crazy how uh, fast the time passes. You know, last year I just finished school. Now I'm already in university. Uh, they, they, it's true, Arian. They grow up so fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in, in addition to your... Uh, I could tell from your reaction, because we're watching each other in videos, sincere feelings of, about uh, nostalgia for your pre-university days... <laughs> How did you feel about Dota this week? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at it go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I had a very, very nice week in Dota, actually. Uh... I played Theme Thursdays, but I think we're going to talk about that after your segment because we both played Theme Thursdays, so obviously we both uh, have some things to say about those games. But the first game I want to talk about is my Battle Cup game. So it's been a long time oh. since I played Battle Cup, but yesterday it was just like a fortunate time. Like suddenly all the boys randomly were online at uh, like the right time to play Battle Cup. And, I mean, originally they wanted to play a turbo, but then I talked them into playing Battle Cup. Um, <laughs> I mean, nice. my argument was um, it's only going to be one game because we almost always lose our first game in Battle Cup. And yeah. it was true for this game. We lost our first game, but uh, it's a win in my book, to be honest. Like, we, were, we basically won that game, if I'm being honest. So it was me, uh, Bea... Sam Trilling, Uranium Heart, and one friend of Uranium Heart. He called him... I don't know what he called him. I'm sorry. I'm just going to call him, like, Jim or something. Um, sure. And we... Our, our team name was uh, Backtrack Boys, which I think was very creative, uh, in my opinion. I came up with that name, obviously. So we had Doom, Venge, Willow, Necro, Sven... Uh, against Wyvern, Axe, Anti-Mage, Void Spirit, Lich. And mm. like the side lanes, honestly, I played mid against the Void Spirit as Necro, which, I mean, I stomped him super hard, but I honestly don't want to take too much credit for that because it's a really, 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 uh, it's the lane really favors uh, Necro to Void Spirit ah. because he has okay. no way to deal with your Q, you just region everything. And by minute 35, I was 7-0-10. So oh. we were owning super hard. Like, the sidelines went bad, but we were kind of uh, able to just whoop around me because I had a very, very early Radiance. And then I built Greaves. Um, and we won a Roche fight, so we took Roche, got an Aegis on the Sven, played by Bayer. We took a pretty early Rex. Um, but the AM, he was getting kind of fat, so we were getting worried. And I'm... 80% sure we would have won that game either way, but the loss, even though I feel like I was responsible for like 
even getting us into that game to begin with was also 100% on me because mm. AM started ratting our tier three towers when we were pushing their second rags and we already had the tower and they had uh, like two dead and they were on a 10 second timer. And I, I don't know what was wrong with me. Like I panicked super hard and I just TP'd back. And as soon uh, as I TP'd back, like the AM just blinked away, TP'd home and my team, like four, all my four teammates got wiped. I was like, uh, oh my God, sorry guys. And then, you know, we called ourselves, uh, called ourselves back. We had a really nice kill on AM uh, that was really well executed with our heroes. And then we pushed the Rex again and I did the exact same thing, dude. I don't know what was wrong with me. <laughs> like, I played so well the whole game, and suddenly I just started choking super hard. And after my team got wiped the second time because I TP'd home to defend the rags when I didn't need to, to be honest, um, the game got really hard, and the AM was six-slotted, and they ended the game. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I see it, I see it on the graph. It was just a very frustrating game because we felt like we basically had won already because we took a Rex at like minute 25 or something uh. and then just we couldn't finish because the AM was like pushing out lanes and riding so well and then honestly what made me really mad in the end like when they just before they uh, closed our uh, they, they took out tier 4 towers the AM like paused and started trash talking us and then I told him like uh. yo you're not good you're playing a like auto win hero after minute 45 and then he uh, threw some profanities uh, at me oh. and called me some racial slurs. So, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, it was a win in my book. I don't think we were like too mad about like losing the game in general, but we could have definitely won it because we had such a like ginormous lead. Like, we honestly like when I had my griefs radiance timing, we honestly felt invincible. Like we spent like 10 minutes uh, in their part of the map and they couldn't fight us. Yeah. But yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, but that laning experience uh, made me want to play Necro a bit more, which I actually just did today. Um, I played a rank game before this uh, podcast. Uh, I won it easily. Uh, Necro against Shadowfiend, 20 kills, easy peasy. Yeah. Necro is a huh. very nice hero right now. Like. I, I was kind of sleeping on him for a long time because I used to play him kind of a lot, but then they removed his eggs, which I yeah. always bought. Um, and now his ult, it's like 120 seconds and no way to actually like make the cooldown shorter except cooldown reduction. Um, and I thought like, hey, the hero's dead for me now because I love just like buying eggs and like scything people on a 20 second cooldown. It's very satisfying. Right. But, like, right now, the hero's still very, very good, I noticed. Like, the Q is still, like, one of the best spells in the game, just, like, efficiency for mana-wise. And the sustain is just brutal. And he's also very good against, like, Timbersaw and shit like that. Uh, huh. Yeah, yeah, so I, were you traumatized by your, we like, Dota League? Uh, oh, you, oh, you, you, <laughs> you mean the game where I played Necro against Huska and died, like, three times in the mid lane? Yeah, I mean, you're against myth. It happens. But yeah, it happens. I mean... It had nothing to do with Necro. You know, that was you. a long time ago. Like, I don't want to brag <laughs> or anything, but the last time uh, my team played against Myth's team, the last game we played, we actually won that game. Um, Did so. you? Yeah. Awesome. In PPDL, dude, we lost uh, the first game and we won the second game. That's like my yeah. crowning achievement as a Dota player, probably. 
Yeah, that was uh, Trilling's Offlane Jakiro, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was some nice shit. Kona Pudge. was awesome. Kona Pudge also. Oh, Kona Amazing. Pudge. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, no more. spoiler alert, we're talking about the leaks a bit here, but we're going to talk about leaks a bit later into the show as well, guys. Uh, excuse me. Sorry, yeah. I've gone off script. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was my weekend, though. What about you? Uh, mine, mine, was, mine was a lot of fun. Um, we played some theme Thursday, which we'll talk about, and then uh, played a few non-theme Thursday games. Ooh. Yeah, I've been really, I've been really busy, and I haven't had much of a chance to do that, but I did now. Um, we played one game of uh, Snapfire and Slardar in the off lane. That seems like uh, a very good lane. Double stun. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, it was me and I think Poponahu. I played, I played Slardar. He played, played Grandmama, mm. and um. I'd like seen it a lot, and then what? What was one of the? Uh, I had a guild contract for denies and magic damage, mm. and they'd taken both my magic damage offlaners that I wanted to play, uh, or they were banned. So you just switched like, around took, and took physical damage. Yeah, I did something like seventeen magic damage the whole game. <laughs> I don't even know how, but uh, yeah, Snapfire Slardar. How does he do that? How does Slardar? I don't know. It was non-zero though. Like I looked on the thing. Weird. Uh, it was crazy like you just like get a couple get your bash primed uh cookie stun uh then your stun then bash more uh slow them with the the, i mean once we got to like level three it was a little touch and go on level one but once we got to level Mm -hmm. three anyone who came to lane was killed yeah it seems like a very very straightforward combo because you have three stuns and I think if you execute properly, you can initiate with the bash stun, and then you can stun long enough for the slaughter to hit four more times. So it's like you have four stuns on two heroes. That's pretty nuts, actually. Yeah, you just like you get like a counter of one, and then the snapfire cookies you into the person, and then when they're stunned, you hit them twice more, and then bash them, and then hit them again, and then crush them. And then hit, like yeah, really, really, really good combo. Ah, uh, like once we got it going, it was it was so much fun. <laughs> Um, and we had a another hero in the game that made use of uh, amplified damage. I forget who it was, but that was easy. That was a fun game. Nice. And then we played. Uh, I played a couple games with uh, friend of the show Trilling, mm. uh, who I know you play with, and who's apparently apparently where we like uh, Trilling this game this <laughs> episode. Um, we had one that was like one of those just like heartbreaking losses, mm. you know. Like we, were, like, we were winning the whole game. Um, I think we were winning. And we was, like, pretty close, but we were doing pretty well. And we started to get the momentum. And then we just, like, took one bad fight late. And then we were just kind of all, I mean, I was, and I assume everyone else, just kind of staring at the screen, like, I think we just lost. Whoops. And they they had a troll, and he just killed all the buildings. <laughs> they just walked up mid. Um, and, like, we were respawning as our fountain was going down. It was sad. <sighs> But then we played another game, mm. and I picked uh, Grimstroke by Game Client, my number three hero. And uh, I bought wards, Arian. How many? I bought 63 wards that, that game. It's actually a baffling amount of wards. Six, how long was that game? <laughs> uh, it was over. It was like 64 minutes ah, or something. Ah, okay. Still, that's a lot of wards. Yeah, I had I had the sentries on cooldown, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, I got the MVP because I I bought sixty three wards. Cool. I mean, that's deserved. 
Yeah, but it was that was good. We had a CK, so the lane was like uh, Grimstroke and CK, and then Trilling played Spirit Breaker, so it's Spirit Breaker and Grimstroke. Um, and uh, what do you call Inkswell gives it movements? Yeah, Inkswell gives a movement speed bonus, and um, it was wild. The opposing team had a Mars who just had like utter free farm. I think he just outplayed us in lane. Um, and was like many levels ahead of everyone the entire game, <laughs> but at some level, then you have a, a very high level Mars. Mm. Um, and if he doesn't have his alt, we just kill him. But we got a bunch of great uh combos with the, the Grimstroke abilities, and then at the end, you know, I get my uh Dota Plus season you know rewards. And I got the D Ward forty enemy wards one. It's a season long. And <laughs> you got it in one game. It's a season long. <laughs> I got it in two games. <laughs> it was a second That's game. I D Warded. I killed eleven observer wards that game. Mm. And honestly, what must have been at least twenty plus sentry wards <laughs> because I didn't. Uh, it open Dota doesn't count the sentry wards you kill. But mm. I was. It, I just went from like. I got both the twenty and forty. Very D-Ward quest done in, in one game. It was wild. Like, the whole game, I'm walking around, I'm like, I must have <laughs> killed 10 wards this game. I must have killed... And, like, I'm sure everyone was really annoyed by it, but then, at the end, mm. uh, I, I got my 1,000 total yeah. plus shards for D-Warding 40. It was so much fun. I always need a and long group. time to get the ward quest. Yeah. I mean, I love D-Warding, but this was... And they just kept... I mean... They just kept putting them in the same place. It wasn't like I was great. Nah, and so I bought 63 wards. Playing against a noob support player, feeding you wards. Feeding me wards. And I was just covering the map in sentries. Mm. Um, I mean, if you have because, the gold. And like, Grimstroke, he doesn't need anything. It's true. He doesn't. Oh, yeah, my God. Speaking of Grimstroke, just, just made me remember. Thank God. So I played a Turbo Storm game, right? And yeah. I also had a Grimstroke on my team. And I mean, I mean, my lane went really well. Like I killed the the SF who was laning against me at the end of the game. He was zero eleven and zero, so he actually did nothing the whole game. Um, <laughs> and this Grimstroke, he was crazy. He bought like literally twenty mangoes and just kept kept feeding me mangoes. Like I was like, <laughs> all right, guys, gotta go back. And then this guy just shows up. His inventory is full of mangoes, and he force feeds me all these fruit, right? And suddenly I'm full mana. I can go in again. <laughs> it's insane. It's oh, amazing. And then I gotta do that. I, you have these yeah. fast couriers, so you just kept chipping mangoes out and feeding me. It was like an economy, dude. Like literally half his net worth was spent on me just like uh, eating mangoes. It was very, very enjoyable, man. That's great, dude. I'll do that because I mean I don't think there's a hero that needs less than Grimstroke. Yeah. Uh, like. The, I mean, I'm sure you this. just need like shoe. I guess. I mean, he had items. He had, like, uh, four stuff, Yules, Aetherlands. He wasn't, like... He didn't, uh, like, not have any. Yeah. Map, but he was a... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had, I, had, I had, like, Ag's Sheepstick in that game. Yeah. Mm. Because, like, you could just... Like, with uh, Stroke of Fate, you could just clear out... Creep waves. Like, dead lanes. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, suicide push. And if they kill you, who cares? You're not worth anything. True, true, true. And uh, and I did uh, yeah in that game that went really long I did one point two k hero damage from <laughs> uh, the opposing Bloodseeker's radiance because I got an ag scepter ooh that's always nice and then a couple times I got 
uh, I would link the Bloodseeker to someone. And there was one where I linked them to the, the opposing Necrophos. And so then I dark portraited both of them. And I did 2.7k damage from uh, Heartstopper Aura. That's really good, actually. Radiance yeah, I didn't even know, Heartstopper like, Aura, huh? Yeah, oh, and, then I, and then I just, like, attack moved the illusions because there's too many buttons. Very but, nice. yeah, it was it was uh, super fun. Can't wait to play Grim again. <laughs> we played against each other, Arian. We did, actually, in the first game, at least, of uh, Theme Thursdays. Yeah, how'd that go for you? Uh, it went very, very well for me. So, the first <laughs> game, I don't know, what were, what were the themes again? Do you remember? Ah... Uh... No. Uh, what were our, oh ours was plowshares. It was heroes wielding weapons that are not weapons. Okay. Um, I don't. So think I was. Mine. I was brewmaster because I have the fishing pole, so he could hit people with a dead fish. Mm. Yeah, I was uh, doing a mid earthshaker because uh, Ruby was playing PL, so I was like, sure, yes. I'll, I'll pick mid earthshaker. Um, and then I was lucky enough to lane against the uh, tide mid. Which is like what you want as an Earthshaker, like a melee hero with no armor who like can't really fight you. It was very enjoyable. I killed him, I think, like once, maybe twice. Um, yeah, that, that was funny. He was he uh, his mic had cut out, and he was like new. I think it was his first theme Thursday game. His mic uh, had whoops, cut out. Sorry, uh, most Steph. Yeah, yeah, we, we were just playing, and then like eight or nine minutes in, I'm like, hey, how's mid going? And it's like, no answer. And we're like, all right. And then then he's like, oh, hey, guys. Sorry, it was out. I'm getting destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I want to go. I, I was going to go blink that game. But since I was, uh, I had a pretty nice lane, I just went straight for the Axe-Octarine combo. Uh, and then we ended before I could get Refresher. But that was a very enjoyable game. Pretty short. But I got some juicy slams. Um, I even got to... Yeah. Uh, you know, something that you always have to remember, when me and Jim play against each other, we always use uh, solo ultimates on each other, um, <laughs> which I did <laughs> on Jim. Uh, he was, like, farming some top lane uh, jungle camp, and I used my whole combat. It was actually pretty close. Like, uh, with 100 more HP, I think you would have gotten your ulti off. Um, but overall... With 100 more HP, I would have been able to act. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting there, like... No. <laughs> jamming the button, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. enjoyable game overall um i didn't die it was, like, and that was yeah like that was what like theme thursday is all about like we were five melee heroes against earthshaker oh boy, and darkseer yeah. <laughs> like we had fun like we just got absolutely destroyed yeah. by Aaron. but like it was a good time you know you could blame it on the the theme if you want but just have fun i, mean, with I honestly think it was the draft like that was so lucky yeah. uh, being mid earthshaker against that lineup and then we like the the vacuum slam combo obviously is amazing like i remember that one time <laughs> where i got a four man slam plus pl where darkseer got like a vacuum ball and then i was able to you know dunk uh, on top of that that felt really good that's always the best thing as a shaker yeah there was there's one when you guys were pushing our mid to three and there were like three of us and i just got my blink dagger and i'm thinking to myself i didn't communicate this because that would be good um <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to blink in, you know, drop the keg, and then split, right? And they probably can't kill me before I split. Mm. So I blink in, and then my other two allies both blink in. <laughs> oh, boy. And then you just echo slam all three of us. 
<laughs> I was like, no, I was going to go first. So he couldn't just echo slam me, although he probably would have anyway. Yeah, but I would have, definitely. If I see you <laughs> and echo slam, I don't care. I'll just press it. <laughs> but it was, I was like, oh, I should have said something. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah, it was a fun good time. Game, fun game. Uh, second game was very was much more even. It was a super even game overall. Uh but thankfully, I, yeah, I guess I didn't. I didn't feel like it was even. You didn't? I mean, I was like, I was worried the first five minutes because I kind of lost mid. Uh, but after that, like, I wasn't worried as well. That's true. Um, no, I was. I was Ursa because I got to use my little baby bear oh, that cow. I just got. Yeah. And then uh, it was me and, and Cowbell, so I was safely in Ursa. He was position five Monkey King because that's what Cowbell does. It's like weird position yeah. five things. And, like, he just, like, did his thing where, like, everybody hates him. They chase him around and kill him over and over again. But I had free farm. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> oh, they were chasing him I around, like so, like, it didn't matter. Your lane wasn't good, right? You also got... I remember you just being very, very annoyed by the Beastmaster slow. Oh, yeah, I was very annoyed by Beastmaster slow, but I, I, was, I was able to farm well enough, like, in the very beginning that I could fairly quickly move to jungle. Hmm. Yeah, you had a good battle um, through timing. 18 minutes is not that bad. Yeah, and uh, and then I just, like, I don't know. I was like, well, I have a battle for you. I'm just going to farm up. We're going to win. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we did. Yeah, I mean, mid lane, but that I played Pango against Lina mid, which is, like, not the best matchup, and I saw Bear's courier coming to him. So normally I wouldn't do this <laughs> because I, it was theme Thursday, so I used my Q to get under his tower, and I got one hit on his courier, but then I stunned and died. Um, and after that, like... I concede, like, Bear, he's a better player than me. I felt like my lane was over and I'm never going to get to hit another creep. But, I mean, I'm not <laughs> sure if Bear was memeing me or something, but he didn't really punish me after dying. Like, I still got to hit creeps. Uh, and then, like, with rotations, we even killed him, which was pretty nice. But, you know, I felt like if Bear was playing serious after I get first battle like that, especially in a matchup like Lina against Pango, like, I felt like I wasn't allowed to, like ever get close to the lane after that but he just like let me um, hmm. yeah that was maybe really he was trying to bait you in to get more embarrassing kills <laughs> maybe <laughs> oh that was a fun it was a fun game though yeah super I just... fun game pango's lots of fun to play for sure yeah also like yeah maybe pango puck monkey yeah. a raven's arrows oh my god dude these <laughs> arrows i mean that's how we killed bear in the mid lane like just hitting insane arrows that, I, yeah. Like, he didn't even play Mirana before, but he just, like, th hit the best arrows in the world. It was actually insane how many arrows he hit. Anything that involves a skill shot, you just got to put Raven on. We got to ban, because he's on another team. Yeah, I got to ban that in WLDL for sure. Yeah, Pudge ban, Mirana ban. <laughs> I don't know, Windranger? Who else has fun skill shots? Uh, Windranger has two, I guess. Yeah, forget that. <laughs> we just leave him lich. <laughs> he destroys us with that. Nice. Ready to move on to the news? I am. <laughs> <laughs> to read the future, I need entries. Arian. Jim. Jimmy. We have news. We have? Yes. What news? Tell me. Uh, we got new hats and some oh, other yeah. stuff. Very cool. All right, let, let's start with the hats then. Um, yeah, always. So 
uh, as you guys probably know at this point, we had a very, uh, not huge, but we had a decently sized uh, Dota Plus update, I'd say. I think it's definitely the biggest update to date. Um, just like the standard stuff of rolling some of the battle pass features into Dota Plus, like some of the stats and analytics, stuff like that. But we actually got the first uh, Dota Plus exclusive treasure uh, <gasps> with this update. It's called the Autumnal Treasure 2020. It's got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 hero sets. Um, <coughs> Sorry, uh, no like fancy cosmetics, but some of these sets are still pretty nice. Like I'm a big fan of the Nyx set because of the wings. Mm. Um, I'm yep. using some of the Medusa items. Uh, the Weaver set, it makes them look like Nyx. Like it looks exactly like <laughs> that one Nyx set yeah. that's also very it does. Uh, shiny. And the Clockwork set, I was actually a big fan uh, of. I I mean, I'm not using any, but I'm using the wings and the headpiece. It looks like he's a... Uh, like, it makes them look very futuristic. Like, not like some guy who, like, made some, like, scrappy iron suit. He, like, actually looks like Iron Man, I feel like, with this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like Cyclops eyes and some stuff. And then, you know, if you combo the headpiece and the wings with a, like, with a nice uh, chest piece, it looks like, he actually looks like Iron Man. No, you're kidding. Uh, looks very nice. Um, void cool. set. I also really like, um, if I didn't luck out on getting the very rare Royd set, like the green flashy one from the cache, I would use this one for yeah. sure. Sven's also very nice. X, it's meh. And I'm like 80% sure looking at the set that I've seen an X set that looks almost exactly like this. Yeah, right? Is the, maybe the Warhammer set looks kind of like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, the Warhammer gold. set one. It, it's yeah. very, very, very similar. So I'm... A bit surprised that they went with this set again, but you know what you. Yeah, Axe doesn't have many cosmetics, so. Yeah, yeah, Axe is definitely lacking cosmetics. You need some sets, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Crystal Maiden, it's pretty cool. I mean, I like the addition of like pink. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to use it over like the Arcana and all the Immortal she has, but it does yeah. look cool. It looks cool. I mean, I'm not a CM player. I didn't even unbundle that one, to be honest. <laughs> you can't do anything with it, can you? Uh, I, I, yeah, it's not giftable actually. So maybe I'll unbundle it. Who knows? And then Tusk has a, a live shark strapped to his back. Yeah, that's very cool. I'm using the shark back piece actually. Um, oh yeah, I could see that. I only got two. Cause I only had twenty k shards. Cause I spent uh, them all on relics. I had ninety uh, k <laughs> shots actually. Um, ah. So I bought nine. Uh, I got most of the ones that I wanted. Um, I didn't get you know Weaver. Avenge uh, and Lich. You know what's good? What's good? I'm, I'm a little surprised. I think it's a nice looking set, the Leshrac set. Mm -hmm. And I thought it wouldn't go with his Immortals, but it does look pretty good with the Immortals. Interesting. Uh, I yeah. recommend that you check it out. I'll, I'll check that out. Um, I'm, I imagine the like armor part looks pretty nice with his Immortals. Um, it does look pretty good. It adds a little extra color to him. And it doesn't. I thought it would clash. Uh, so it doesn't clash, so you might not like it, but... Well, I mean, I thought it would clash, you convinced it me to buy another treasure with the shards I earned this weekend on the battle pass, so I'll open that one right now. <gasps> oh, I got Live treasure opening. Nice, okay, I got that Shrek. Sorry, I didn't make it very, like, uh, I didn't add a lot of suspense, but I always skip oh, the treasure right. openings. I don't have time for this, like, loot box stuff. Oh, yeah, I, I skip them all, too. And the Medusa set, yeah, it's very cool, but I have the Dota Plus one, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it goes well. Like, just using the bow and the, like... Uh, 
it's not shoulder piece like the wrist uh, like really long yeah. things um, that one looks cool for sure yeah I agree nice. uh, did you get any very rare couriers I did not sadly even though that courier is very nice the... it's a cute courier but did you know it comes with a prismatic gem uh, I did actually because you told me a lot about it because you're a big uh, prismatic gem uh, fan and I, what I also heard from you maybe you can talk a bit about this is how this courier is affecting the prismatic gem economy oh you bet you bet it is um, there's a couple different prismatic gems that the courier can have apparently not all of them um, and so if you want a new color for your Terra Blade or your Ribitar uh, or whatever else, I mean, I guess if you use the Techies uh, Arcana, um, a couple of them are really cheap. Mm. But there's like a light purple one. Whoops, um, I misclicked, so that's not going to work. So, like, how 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 big was the price drop for these prismatic gems? I I heard it was quite drastic. Yeah, see, Ships in the Night is like a dark blue, mm -hmm. almost purple. Um, I think it was the one that Arteezy was using with his Terrablade Arcana when EG's colors were dark blue. It was $45 That's a lot. on October 13th, and it's like 12 bucks now. Ooh, that's a very drastic price drop. Very cool. Um, uh, I, yeah. I like it. Prismatic and the gems dredge, dredge Earth... Dredge does not What's that color? It's like uh, light yellow. Ah, it's I it's the one. No, it's the one that my hero. No, it's the one I have for my uh, uh, terrorblade. It looks almost gold, like when it's glowing. Okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, it was like around twenty bucks, and it dropped to. Uh, you could have got one for like. Four dollars the other day. That seems valid. Like I have. I would have actually considered that. Yeah. So there's there's dredge earth. There's beige. Uh, there's a light purple one that looks good. That sounds like fifteen bucks. Cool. I don't think I'm gonna get it at fifteen. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting how that affected that. And so there's theories that the the specter arcana will use prismatic gems because they said it was all about like purpley or something. Yeah. Or shades of violet. I mean, I could see um, it uh, using uh, gems for sure because, like, you can't do a lot with Spectre, I feel like, with the Arcana. Yeah. So, had, like, spicing it up with uh, Prismatic Gems seems like uh, something that's uh, a good option for Valve, definitely. Um, we yeah, also... it's just too passive, so you can't change the way the abilities look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you, like... Uh, Dispersion, it has, like, a mini animation, but if you make that oh, too yeah. flashy, it's just going to clutter. Yeah, but you could you could color it with your gem, which would be cool. Yeah, but yeah, so. I, I'm excited about the the reintroduction of prismatic gems. I, I hope it continues. It's a very interesting. I think they're a system. cool option. Yeah, and I think what they should do is is add it to uh, see if they could change things to add it to those things. Because like they've been they've clearly been messing around with color changes, like yeah. with the Wind Ranger um, stuff, like the Wind Ranger uh, bird mm -hmm. that goes along with the Arcana. So, like, the idea of changing palettes is clearly, like, yeah. something they've been working on lately. I'd love to, like, put a gem on the Quop Arcana and suddenly she's, like, green or something. Like, Shrek Quop? <laughs> yeah. That would be funny. <laughs> Shrek, Shrek Quop. That's a new tie-in. That, that, yeah. <laughs> the, the new hero is going to be Donkey and then yeah. you can play Shrek Quop cool, with it. Cool. 
Um, we also had some like changes to Dota Plus, I guess, uh, guess with this update. So certain portions uh, that uh, were exclusive to Dota Plus before are now free, which are the premium hero sets. So those are the fancy ones, the legacy hero mm -hmm. sets and the tools. So that's like, you know, you can buy like name tags and stuff with Dota Plus shots, which actually, guys, it's a very valuable oh, cool. Um so that one, uh, everybody can have it now because shards can be earned by everybody now. Uh, Non-Dota Plus subscribers now earn them at a like uh, lower rate uh, than Dota Plus subscribers, but it's still nice. Uh, you don't have to subscribe for certain features anymore. Um, what's still exclusive to Dota Plus is the chat wheels, the seasonal treasure, which is supposed to uh, we're supposed to get a new treasure like th three times a year around that time. Um, and then also the hero relics are still exclusive to Dota Plus. Um, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. I like these updates. I don't mind. Uh, I mean, I'm a Dota Plus subscriber. You as well, probably. I don't mind uh, people having it for free. Yeah, I don't. I, I never really care about exclusivity. Yeah, me neither. Um, I'm fine with it. I mean, whatever. And I'm glad they get to grab some shards. Exactly. Um... Something else that they changed is guilds. Um, guilds are now a yes. feature of Dota Plus, I guess. Um, so you don't is need it? Dota Plus to have a, uh, to join a guild, but you need Dota Plus to make a guild. Um, hmm. Oh, well, that's it's still easy though. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, manageable. Um, and they restarted the guilds. Yeah, so all the points are reset. Um, Shout out to all the people who got like 100k points. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this feels kind of unfair. Like, I was rank one for a while with the guilds, and then I dropped down to like rank nine or something. And yeah. people had like three times my point amount, and now I'm rank one again because they just like reset all the guilds, and I happened to play a lot this weekend. Right, seems uh, kind of unfair, but you know what are you gonna do? Um. But if we get a lot of points in We Like Dota Podcast, which I think has an opening. Yeah, we have one uh, slot left. The We had two slots left this Friday. One's already taken, but we have one slot left. So, guys, if you want to join the We Like Dota Guild, you know, head over to our Discord. We'll invite you. One slot. Um. <laughs> if you want to join the We Like Dota Guild, it was probably filled yesterday. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, but we are very competitive wait, what guild. Like, we're beating most guilds. Just saying. Yeah, I, th I think we'll be good. We're in the 95th percentile currently. Very nice. And Arian, what do we get? So, um, what they changed about guilds is now it's not like you get a guild level. So, guilds are now also kind of seasonal, but one guild season is a week long. Um, so, at the end of each week, the guild points get compared to each other. And depending on which percentile your guild falls in, you get emotes and rewards. So... Basically, like, everybody gets the Techie Wee's Ice Rock Giggle emotes, which are, like, the best ones. Uh, I'm happy with that. Um, <laughs> you get sprays if you get to the 50th to 75th percentile, which is, like, meh. But if you're in the top 25% of guilds, you get actually good alt-chat voice lines, which, without the battle pass being in place anymore, is very valuable, actually. It's the only way you can get alt-chat voice lines that are not bound to, like, specific heroes now. So, the ones you get are Lakat Madatak, then the YOLO one, and then a Russian one, which I can't pronounce because I don't speak Russian. But that's actually a very good reward, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and just just for lack of my tag. And then each week you'll get uh, 1,500 Dota Plus shards. Yeah, that's also a lot. Um, I'm very happy with this update. I think, I mean, it was kind of obvious. We talked about this last week uh, that we're basically expecting this. Um, because it's like the, it's a very obvious thing to do, like integrating the guild economy to the Dota Plus economy, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, it's nice seeing the feature from the battle pass uh, being fleshed out more um, because I think this, uh, like, you know, comparison tier is much better than just, like, having a straight level because it's, like, a recurring challenge. Yeah. And it's also much less maintenance for Valve, basically, because they don't have to, like, add new guilds levels all the time because mm. we know how bad Valve uh, is at maintaining stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's I, I hadn't thought of that, but it is you just like set it and forget it. Yeah, basically. Um, and I I just can't wait to uh lock out my dog. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm very confident that our guild is gonna be top twenty five percent most of the time. Um Yeah, just from just from Dank and Popo. Yeah, and for sure. <laughs> Tad and Juvu and Draconi. I mean right now come get <laughs> me, Dank. I'm four hundred points above him. Oh just man. Uh yeah. What else? Oh, ranked reset. Um, so they didn't change it like as drastically as I expected them last week. So now at this point, um, ranked reset. So like the calibration basically, um, it's optional now. So if you don't want to do it, you never have to do it again. Um, and the option, like the option being given to people is a staggered rollout because what's used to happen before is that everybody calibrated like instantly basically started the calibration and because that adds a lot of uncertainty to the mmr system match quality just like went uh, down a lot um, and what they're hoping yeah. with this is that because not everybody is calibrating at the same time that match quality and consistency is going to be a lot better uh, time has to tell if this is actually going to be the case but i think it's a pretty good shot i don't get it Hmm? What do you mean? I don't I don't understand why you have a rank reset. Yeah, me neither. Like, I mean, it's like what it used to be. It's like everybody losing 1k MMR every time it happens. Because yeah, I know, I know how it was for you, but for me and most of the people I talk to, like, if you go like 7 and 3 in the calibration games, you lose 500 MMR. And <laughs> if you go like, I once went 9 and 1 and I still lost 200 MMR. <laughs> so like it's I don't know I wasn't a big fan of it I'm not sure when I'm gonna press it with the button yet um it's in the options um I don't I can't press it yet let's see let me see when 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 am I given the option here I don't know where it is uh, I think it's advanced options I I'm not doing it anyway but yeah I can't find it right now um. Who cares? Yeah. I'm not going to press it right now anyway. I'm not in good enough form. Maybe after uh, something that we're going to talk about later. <clears throat> yeah, I I just like, my thought is just, it's going to be the same. Like what, and it's just going to create uncertainty for no reason. I understand that like they might want to reset the number because mm. otherwise it'll keep climbing. Yeah. Like the, the tail will just keep extending out as like Arteezy's Smurf keeps winning pubs. <laughs> But, like, I don't know. Who cares if Arteezy's Smurf is 24K? Like, it doesn't... Yeah. Like, the number itself doesn't matter in, in, in the tail. You know what I mean? I mean, I think the problem uh, historically with Dota MMR was that basically, like, 
the MMR wealth, like the actual, po because MMR only gets created when new players join, right? It's a closed uh. system. If no new players come in, um, there's no new MMR created, right? So normally what happens is that the more players play the game, the MMR basically migrates up upwards, right? So like what used to be the highest MMR for pro player was like 8K. Now the highest MMR for the highest pro players is 11K. So yeah. that MMR, it's not like created out of thin air. It has to come somewhere because the only way you get MMR is taking it from somebody else. So the people at the top get more MMR and the people at the bottom um, get lower MMR. How that used to be compensated is that more people join and if you make a new account, like the MMR you get from that one, it's basically created out of thin air. But since Dota 2 uh, has yeah. declining player numbers, the equation doesn't work anymore because we don't have new MMR points basically being created. So this uh, is hoping to fix that issue, basically. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I just want to have uh, last season uncalibrated on my profile. Sure, you, you never have to calibrate if you don't want to. No, I did last season, though, so I can't put last season ah, uncalibrated whoops. on my profile. It's like we said. <laughs> yep. Maybe I'll never be able to. Oh no, because you get to you have to pick calibration. Doesn't it's not like a hard reset. Yeah. Game I mean, you should have never calibrated in the first place, Jim. Should have always been uncalibrated well, for a ver for a variety of reasons. Mm. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, something that I was very excited about. Actually, they in the blog post announcing all these changes, they were pretty communicative. Unusually communicative, I would say. And yeah. something they said was they're going to do a Dota 2 Overwatch type system. So I know you don't know what this is, but in CSGO, um, because you typed first-person shooter under the show notes, I'm just assuming you don't know. It's what called is. the same thing. I mean, I, I know what CSGO Overwatch is, ah, okay, but like, okay. um, Blizzard, how does Blizzard do that? It's <laughs> wild. So like for our listeners who don't know what Overwatch is, in CSGO, um, a very common way to like detect cheaters is that if you're a trusted player who's played for a long time, has a like high equivalent behavior score and stuff like that, um, you can play Overwatch, which is basically you spectating games of suspected cheaters, and then you make the call um, if they're cheating or not. And they're trying, or they're basically gonna add something like this for Dota 2, which I was very excited about, uh, and I am very excited about, because it's one of the best things I feel like about CSGO. It's very innovative. Uh, most like none other, no other games have this. And I think it's a genius idea and I'm very excited for it to be in Dota 2 because you know how hardcore Dota 2 players are, right? There's going to be a lot of players just like spamming Overwatch uh, games. And you know, you can reward it. Like why not just like give one chest for like every 10 successfully Dota like Overwatch, uh, Overwatch games that you did in Dota. That's awesome. Yeah, I think everyone, uh, everyone that we like Dota community, I mean, we all have pretty high behavior scores. Yeah, everyone yeah. just start reporting Arian's account for being a <laughs> smurf in Overwatch. Please don't guess. <laughs> nice. No, I think that's good. I'm excited about that too. Mm. It, it might work. Cool. Um, also, we're going to have a new hero soon, uh, TM. Yes. This year, and then one other hero uh, first quarter of next year. Did they say which hero it's going to be? No. Do you have guesses? I think it's going to be Valkyrie. Valkyrie? Who's that? I don't know. Someone like pulled it out of some like patch files at some point. Ah, okay. 
So like, yeah. I mean, that would have a lot of lore connections with Mars, probably. It's the same like lore canon where Valkyries and oh no, actually never mind. Valkyries are from Norse mythology, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So yeah, no, may maybe no connections to Mars, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I hope it's a safe laner. Yeah. That's a good call. I think we could use one. Yeah, yeah. We have had like a lot of supports and off laners and mid laners recently, but it's been a long time since we had a safe laner as a new hero. So I'd be very excited That'll for that. That'd be interesting to see because like the the new char character design, the new hero design is like it's all like complicated things and like synergy between the different abilities. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be interesting to see how they did that with like the right clicking carry. Oh yeah, like just like a boring safe laner. Exactly. Like there is a lot of synergy in Sven, but like it's boring synergy, and it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. done already. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm down to you know spam it and get some easy MMR from it uh, when it's still overpowered the like first month after release. That's 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 your move. Exactly. I'm Bayo will play it mid. I'll play it off. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. lastly, something they talked about in this blog post, um, I'll just read the passage here because, uh, there's a hint here. Uh, let me know if you, uh, find out the hint. Sure. All right. From, uh, I'm paraphrasing from Val's blog post here. Lastly, we've done some, I, I got it. I got the hint. <laughs> oh, never mind. Continue. Thank you. <laughs> lastly, we've done some engine development that results in moderate performance improvements on multi-core CPUs. And we'll be bringing those to Dota. There's still a bit of testing to do, as it may result in some bugs. But we are aiming towards the next week or so for it. As you can expect, given the code changes required, the release could be a bit... My phone is ringing, my bad. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Ice Frog is calling you. <laughs> don't, my don't say the last word. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll reread this. Lastly, we've done some engine development that results in moderate performance improvements on multi-core CPUs and we'll be bringing those to Dota. There's still a bit of testing to do as it may result in some bugs, but we are aiming towards the next week or so forth. Are you kidding me, dude? It's, it's Ice Frog, he's telling you not, don't reveal it. He says don't reveal it. Uh, there's still a bit of testing to do as it may result in some bugs, but we are aiming towards the next week or so forth. As you can expect, given the code changes required, the release could be a little bit spooky. Spooky. Spooky, Jim. All right. I got it. I got it. You want to hear it? Yeah. Tell me. Meepo Arcana multi-core CPUs might result in some bugs engine development it turns him into different mechanical insects <laughs> and spooky they're releasing on halloween i think you're wrong i think it's dire time uh, i think it's coming back you know they probably like plan to reintroduce dire at ti as like ti 10 celebration type thingy um and you know we don't have ti but apparently we're still getting tired tight i'm very excited um and it may be even like the coming week, like the like this week. They said this week. It's so soon. <laughs> it's not gonna work because they're doing all the. <laughs> they're gonna put out this this like back end patch. It's gonna ruin Dota for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I'm, I, it, unless I'm, I mean, unless like that's all. 
you know, part of the joke and the bugs and stuff. But man, it's uh, I can't wait to see Reddit flip out when like everyone's games are crashing. Yeah, dire tide. I mean, <laughs> maybe it's not gonna be dire tide because honestly, like I think dire tide in the form that we know it, um, it's dead. I don't think it's coming back. Um, I don't. I don't remember. I don't think I, I think it. it's gonna be like a Halloween type event with maybe some game mode, and I'm expecting a chest because they're like. Uh, they had people like work for creators oh, submit yeah. Halloween chests and stuff like that, which none of these yeah. sets were in the Dota Plus treasure. Um, so yeah, you're right. That just totally like went out of my yeah, mind. Yeah. But so right. there's it, gonna be a Halloween maybe... chest probably plus some like Halloween type event. Headless Horseman CK, please. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. So good. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, from our lips to your ears, <laughs> Ice Frog. Very nice. Yeah, I'm right, super well, excited. Want to do some? Noobs ask noobs. Uh, no, actually not, Jim. Uh, we have one more thing to talk about, guys. Um, uh, oh, what's we that? We talked a bit about this already uh, in the last two episodes, guys. We like Dota League. It's finally happening. Uh, in the background, hey. you know, things are progressing rapidly. Um, I'm very excited about the team. We got some new people like Juvu, who's our head caster. Um, me and Jim, mm -hmm. uh, we are honored to be your WLD commissioners uh, for this season. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome, guys. Um, and when this episode releases, which is going to be tomorrow, the 19th, uh, at least that's what I'm planning, um, the next day, so I'm, I'm, I'm committing now, guys, uh, October 20th, signups will open for the We Like Dora League 2020. We're doing it, guys. Head over to wldleague.us to sign up. And sign up your team. Yeah, very excited like the last for years. it. We're going to have some slight format changes to, you know, make casting and stuff better. Um, but I'm I'm very excited, for sure. As long as there's a chance for uh, us to not just get slaughtered every game. Yeah, I mean, you guys are kind of bad, so I'm not sure if that chance is uh, that big. But, uh, yeah. We might find someone. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a worse team if, uh, than you in the league. If Bear, if Bear clowns too much against us, maybe we'll I mean, honestly, winning. like I heard Bear, he said he's gonna be competing with his real life friends. Maybe you can beat those guys. It's possible, <laughs> and you know, it's not Dota's not a game about you know heroes and CS and thrones. It's it's a person to person game. That's true. And if I can get in Bear's head, then you already you know, won. We can beat Bear. Maybe we can you do can it. beat Bear without winning the Dota game, just by getting oh, in the set. That's true. I guess that's our. Uh, I guess that's, <laughs> that's our strategy, strategy for this year. Nice. <laughs> cool. Want to do some yeah, noobs? Now, uh, and now I'm actually ready for noobs. Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is always prepare for war. All right, first question. We have a follow-up from previous week. That Charlie asks, if my youngest daughter had broken another five eggs, then what, aside from rearranging kitchen storage, should I do next? Uh, so I understand you all you all dealt with this. Yeah, yeah. we recommended him to conundrum. do 12 hard-boiled eggs with the 12 eggs his daughter broke uh, last week. How do you hard-boiled broken egg? What do you mean? I'm not answering that question. All right. I obviously I don't listen to the podcast if I'm not on it. So, um, 
I don't have a list of anything that's off my own voice. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, where are they broken? Are they broken on the floor? Are they broken still in the container? You can make a big omelet. Yeah. Oh, omelet sounds nice, actually. Yeah, make an omelet. Five is like a good number for an omelet. Like, if you made an omelet with 12 eggs, it'd be kind of big. But five sounds nice. That'd be like 12 egg omelet is an omelet you get a t shirt for eating at a yeah, restaurant, yeah. at a roadside diner. Uh, you know what? One egg per month keeps a dog's coat healthy. Ooh, I didn't know that. Interesting. If your daughter breaks five eggs, you could uh, rescue five dogs. Very cool. And you're good for a month. <laughs> Next question. Allie says, restarted an updated server test. Thanks, Allie. Noted. Just Noted. some, you know, uh, server maintenance. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while there are questions on a noob says news. I like that. Uh, Popo Nahu asks, what is the best game of Dota you've had as an individual but still lost? Hmm, that's a that's a question. I had I'm gonna go way back. Probably before I even got involved with We Like Dota. Mm. I just remember a game where I was playing Sven and we were up against a Tinker. And the Tinker was very good. Mm-hmm. And I think we yeah, we were playing with a friend of mine who was playing like his first game and he went I think he went techies and he just like refused to listen to anything we suggested. It was bizarre. <laughs> but I was like playing my heart out and doing my best. And I had like you know, I was like twenty and three or something, but the tinker was like twenty five and two from Ooh. feeding on people. And we ended up losing. But I, I had like an abyssal blade on Sven because I think the Tinker bought a BKB or something. I don't know. It was wild. But I just remember like this crazy kind of stat line and still losing. And at the end, just being like, I did everything I could. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because so Papa, Papa Nahu here says he lost he lost his PA game. Ooh, this is rough. He went 36, 9, Ooh. and 19 and lost. Yikes. That's rough. How about you, Aaron? You gotta have a ton of great stories. Um, I mean, it's basically every game I play. You know me. Like, it's <laughs> honestly rare I get uh, under 15 kills in any given game, and I still lose most of my games. Um, I actually remember, I yeah, think, like, one of my worst, like, losses where I did super well was, uh, remember that Wind Ranger game I played with you back when the invest talent for Wind 1 was at level 20? So you would just go, like, MKB, Axe, uh, Daedalus or something. Um one yeah. game, like, I had literally 35 kills and, uh, like, two deaths <laughs> because I just, like, ran around at 800 movement speed, killing everybody I saw. Um, and you were carrying, uh, but you didn't carry, so we lost. So I blame you, Jim. Ah, oh, that's fair. I remember there's a WLDL game where I played Bloodseeker. This is on One Protect 4 where we actually had a shot at winning. Mm-hmm. And we were, like, way, way, way ahead. And then I threw it. <laughs> So maybe that one. Whoops. I know, I throw all our... Like any WLDL game where we have a chance to win, I mm. throw. Next question from Dora the Destroyer. What do carry, support, and offlane mean? Wrong answers only. Oh, interesting. All right, offlane means uh, offline, so you just shut off your PC as soon as you load into the game. It's the AFK Yeah, that's rule. fair. Carry is the hero who buys all the wards because they have to carry the wards. They have to carry 
dust, they have to carry smoke, they have to carry all that other stuff for their yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, support, um, it's actually, a, it's, it, it, it sounds kind of weird, but it's actually two words. It means uh, support, so like what's up, port. Um, so hmm. you can only move around 200 units away from the river because uh, you have like a mobile port that you set up for like, you know, international trade and stuff like that, which obviously you need a sure. navigable waterway, uh, which is the river in order to. Um, so yeah, you, you, you can't stray very far from the river. Yeah, very strong with Slaughter Ag. Yeah, exactly. That's the like best support in the game for sure. Slaughter, Morphling is a good uh, support for sure as well. Mm. Can you stay within 200 units of Morphling? Mm, no. Because, I mean, Morphling is technically a waterway, but he's not deep enough to be a navigable waterway. <laughs> he does not count for international water. The law of admiralty does exactly, not hold exactly. in Morphling. It does not obtain <laughs> in Morphling. I thought it might be uh, you know, greeting someone who is uh, an enthusiast of sweet after-dinner wines <laughs> as well. Nice. Strilling7, the star of this episode, asks, what is your most dreaded counterpick? I want to know the hero you've played, would play in the situation, and the hero that totally uh, messes you up. Mm. I'll save it for the kids. Uh, this is easy for me, so I'll answer it. My most dreaded counterpick is Marana, no matter what hero I play, <laughs> because I eat arrows like... McDonald's French fries. I just put them in my fist and fill my mouth with them. Uh, if there's an arrow on the screen, it is going to hit me for a five-second stun. Mm. Um, this has been the case ever since I started playing Dota. So I hate Marana. And also I hate the invisibility thing too, yeah. but no one ever really does that. Um, my favorite counterpick, actually, I think right now it's Storm Spirit against Shadow Fiend. Um, I talked about the Turbo before, where I like, owned the Shadow Fiend in lane yeah. and went 0-11-0. But... What's really nice about Storm is he has really good base damage. Um, so you can deny every creep early because Shadow Fiend can't like get a CS to build his damage up. Um, then your level 3 timing just completely obliterates him um, because you just do the W pull combo into a Q remnant. Um, and then at level 6 you can solo kill him. And after you solo kill him, most people just like start jungling him trying to build up their farm. But what my recommendation is... You buy three mangoes, and then you wait in the woods, and as soon as he TPs to lane, you kill him again with your level 6, utilizing the three mangoes. And you know SF players are like the most toxic players around, so he's probably going to abandon. <laughs> yeah. And if he's not going to abandon, uh, he's just going to jungle for the whole game. So yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's my fair. Counter pick. And that's... also, you like most storms these days build yields, so if the SF, like... At minute 40, has like blink yields and tries to one-shot you. You just like spam yields. Um, and after yields is up and uses his ulti, you just yields again immediately. And you don't take any damage. Nice. Also, just uh, have a Grimstroke feeding you mangoes. Yeah, game. yeah. It's also very nice. You don't even have to buy the three That's mangoes cool. yourself. That's good. Mr. Fancy Pants asks the first of two questions. Mm. He says, the esports scene has seen the same games dominating player counts and viewership for almost 10 years. And yet, we're seeing steadily declining player bases in many of these big games. New games have tried to break in. Heroes of the Storm, Bleeding Edge, Crucible, I only know one of those, and failed miserably. From your perspective, what does a new game need to do to break into the competitive circuit? 
Is it a marketing advertising problem? Or is there some formula on the art gameplay side that they need to crack? Very interesting. Um, this is a really, yeah, this actually is a really interesting question. Uh, also, I mean, Mr. Fancy Pants himself has a game. Yeah, it's true. Um, which I assume he's thinking about, and it looks really it cool. It does. I forget what it's called. Do you remember nope. what it's called? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Fancy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> but come to our Discord, this video yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's... He's, he's I mean, super I, nice. I posted cool. about it like a couple times on Twitter. You can find it on the We Like Total Twitter for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Regarding the question though, it's um, like, I think yeah. like the between people who know their shit in esports, the persuasive opinion is that you can't force an esport. Like the truly great esport, like mostly happen on accident. Um, you know, obviously, like especially with league and stuff, there's like developers trying to showcase uh, their games with like what Valve did with the first TI where they sponsored the prize pool themselves and stuff like that. But ultimately what makes your esports legitimate is going to be third parties seeing as it as profitable for them and running tournaments in your esport. Uh, more so in Dota and CS than in League, which are like the top three esports uh, generally. Uh, but art gameplay wise um being a team game is very good for being an esport um and also not having too many involved parties in a game so for example what what happened with battle royales which got like hyped as the new esport uh for a long long time because they are a lot of fun to play um but what like what's the downfall of battle royales basically was that it's too much rng um yeah, and okay. also one round isn't very indicative of uh, winning because it's very random who wins in a round because there's stuff like the circle being lucky with the circle um, like being shot from behind like somebody just getting a lucky peek on you so with Battle Royale what they tried is like they just like played like 15 games or something um, to determine a winner and then did like a point system but then the problem is individual games are really boring because the stakes are so low because it's yeah. like just one out of 15 games so that's why like battle royale esport doesn't i mean they had like a formation phase which kind of failed but now i wouldn't even say it, it like exists pretty much like battle royale esports is pretty dead at this point um no it's a good point it has to be like in a digestible bite exactly like, yeah and like in battle royales like if you're super good at battle royales like you're one of 40 people, and instead of winning, like, 2.5% of your games, you win, like, 10% exactly, of your games. Exactly, So it's very hard to determine a winner in, like, one day, basically, on a stage or something uh, with battle royals and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, can't be too much RNG. Uh, one game has to, like, actually be significant in terms of player skill, deciding the outcome, stuff like that. And then also, it's luck. Yeah, you know what it is. Uh, there's a lot of luck involved um, because the developer can only do so much to try to force the esport. Um. I think there's like I think there's a lot of analogy to traditional sports here. Like, sure, the traditional sports that are popular. So I'm thinking from the American perspective, where there's like the big four of hockey, basketball, baseball, and American football. Like, American football is the biggest sport in America because. Commissioner Pete Rozelle in the 60s realized the importance of television. Mm. And so he just built the entire thing around television and it happened to you know, capture the market. And like for people to be interested in the sport, it needs to be watchable. There's like a there's like a there's like a night uh like a nightclub problem. I don't know if this is what it's called. This is what I used to call it at my old job. Like 
nobody wants to go to a nightclub until there are people at the nightclub. Yeah. So how do you like? So you already have this environment where there's nightclubs that exist, right? The CS Dota. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a hot scene, the Dota one, uh, <laughs> and like like League of Legends and and whatever. And even if you follow those, like a bunch of. Uh, like Han died because Dota was there. It's like the same people. It's like they, you know, and like the same nightclub yeah. essentially. Um, and then League of Legends is also part of that, like coming out of like the Dota One scene. Um, and like CS is just CS. Like everybody plays CS because everybody plays CS Pro. Um, and if you made another shooter, the question would be: Do you get new people to join, or do people switch from the CS scene? Um, but it's gonna be hard to get people to switch from the CS scene because they're already playing CS and they're already yeah. good at it, and there's already uh, an infrastructure built around it. So I wonder if like you just have to wait for the games to die. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Because like, because I mean, like, I used to watch a lot of StarCraft, and like the StarCraft two scene was like StarCraft one players and WarCraft three mm-hmm. players, right? So it was like the RTS. It wasn't really the StarCraft two scene; it was the RTS yeah, scene. Yeah. And there's like the MOBA scene, and like some of those people did, I think, end up going into MOBAs, but. So it's like the MOBA scene, the RTS scene, this the FPS scene. And I wonder and like Overwatch, um, not not the one coming to Dota, only exists because Blizzard just like made it exist. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Um I mean Overwatch is like decently whole thing. successful. A lot of people flame Overwatch, like the Overwatch esports for being like terrible to watch and, and not meeting their like viewership targets and stuff like that most of the time. Um and they're also suffering quite heavily uh, because of COVID because Overwatch esports relies on a very local system because like every team is bound to a certain city. Um, oh, so right, right, right. It's like a Philadelphia team. Yeah, exactly. Team yes, like Vancouver Titans and stuff like that. Um, Whoa, he knows, the, he knows the names. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's my kind of side drop, you know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I th- <laughs> one thing I wanted to touch on is you said uh, that these games uh, break viewership records even though they have declining player base, which I think is very important because a lot of people watch esports even though huh. they've never watched the game. This is true for every big esports, Counter-Strike, Dota, League, especially. Like Even League right now has slightly declining player base uh, because you know they're, they're not that good at patching, apparently. But it's mm. very important that your game is easy to watch, which that's why... Counter-Strike is most of the time like the biggest eSport um, because Counter-Strike is way easier to watch than League of Dota. Yeah, so like if you're making a new game, I don't I don't know if there's anything you yeah, can I mean, do. honestly, the only company who's been able to like actually force an eSport is Riot Games. They've done it with League because there's like almost no third-party tournaments in League, so it's almost all Riot. Um, and then if they do it with Valorant as well, um, which it looks like they're being very successful at it. Um, it just affirms my theory that Riot Games are the only ones who know how to force an eSport. And I don't think they would be uh. able to make Valorant into a big thing if they didn't already prove that they could do it with League. Interesting. Oh, so if I didn't even know Valorant was uh, Riot. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Riot. Yeah, my prediction... Nah, it's not going to work. Everybody who is interested in FPS esports is already watching Counter-Strike. Uh, CS. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I think that they got a good shot. I think there's room for more than two uh, FPS. It's also, 
like people think about different games like cannibalizing each other if they're in the same genre but it's yeah. only true to a certain extent if the games are very similar sure but like league and dota are uh, like different enough and the uh, same for counter-strike and valorant in my opinion yeah that could be too and there's there's probably a level of esports scene below um like the big yeah, three yeah, yeah. i mean that's like uh, decently successful into. games from publishers that are not riot or valve there's uh, you know rainbow six siege rocket league is decently yeah. successful oh, yeah, fifa rocket. a bit i guess even though the fifa esports scene is kind of a joke to be honest Oh, uh, Smash Brothers. Yeah, Smash too, Brothers, right? fighting games, obviously. I mean, I'm not like that into yeah. fighting games, but fighting games are very big in the US for sure. The US has a very yeah. vibrant fighting game scene. Yeah, so uh, the answer is. Yeah, it's oh. a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Fancy Pants, his second question Position for Legion Commander? No. I don't think so. No. What do you think? No. Don't do it. <laughs> I I don't agree. Yeah, just play yeah, bad. Play bad. All right, I'm trying to think of why you'd pick Legion. Nah, just, yeah, just pick, pick bad. I, it's not a good idea. All right, that's our episode. We done, Jim? I think right, so. Like we're done that's here. the end of our uh, questions. Thanks for here. listening, everybody. You know, uh, check out us on Twitter at We Like Dota because we're gonna have. We like Dota League updates there very shortly. Um, join our Discord, join the We Like Dota League, sign up, play, um, listen to the podcast, all that good stuff. Thank you, and goodbye. <laughs>